Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, which idol do you want to be? And we can't both be the big man. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I'm joined, as I'm always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great, Patrick. You know, we wanted an exhaustive Splatoon 3 Direct. Yes, we wanted the doors blown off the thing. And that is what we got. Yeah. No, no more doors. No shell unturned. That's right. Um, we, uh, we have so much Splatoon 3 to talk about that I don't think we can screw around with talking about soap dispensers or... Much to the chagrin of so many listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, there are so many things that we could be talking about, but we're not going to talk about them. Instead, we're going to quick remind you that you should be a part of the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program by getting your name on a list by emailing us. It's a lot of you do this to do this to do this. <laughs> Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com and you are put on a list so that you can one day borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. I mail it to you. You play it for as long as you want. You mail it back, but I've paid for postage both ways. So really, I'm the one mailing it back. You're just the one executing my mailing of it back to me. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there. It's not a problem. It's just part of the program. I feel like the longer this perfect program continues, mm -hmm. we get a little more aggressive, you know? <laughs> like... No, I think it goes through phases. I think sometimes it becomes aggressive. I think sometimes it's really passive. Uh -huh. Like, I think it, uh, the, you know, just like, just like you and I, just like, look, there's a full moon tonight. It was very striking. Um, these things come in phases. They change. They cycle. One thing we haven't look, I don't want to get too sidetracked. We have a lot of Splatoon three. Yeah, we have too. so much Splatoon three. But one thing about. that we haven't really explored is yeah. could you base astrology off of the moods of the Sonic Forces borrowing program? Wow. So uh, I you're, mean, you're you a, could. Uh, oh yeah. You could. You're a, you're a Sonic Forces rising and uh, with a with a Untitled Goose Game moon. Oh yeah. Something Those are astrology terms, right? Something to think about. <laughs> yes. Something to think about. Another mm -hmm. thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere that you get your podcast we appreciate it so much it really helps people find the show patrick and i love reading your reviews so thank you so much to everybody who has left us a review if you leave us a review on the us apple podcast store we can see it we read it and we would love and we will give you a shout out on the show if you leave us a review anywhere else, we can't see it, but we love it just as much. Mm -hmm. We just don't know about it. And so you have to let us know. You can send us an email. You can hit us up on Twitter. Just somehow let us know, and we'll give you a shout-out as well. Mark, I went probably the first 35 years of my life without having seen the movie Jaws. And then I saw the movie Jaws, and I was like, oh, this is a fantastic movie. I love it. If I had seen it during those 35 years, I would have loved it that whole time, but I hadn't seen it, and therefore I wasn't loving it. This is the same thing with those reviews that aren't on Apple Podcasts. Yes, we would love it if we knew about it, but since yes. we don't, yes. we can't love it. Yes. Also, go watch Jaws. It's a great film. Does this mean that I have 
when I first met you, you had not seen Jaws. So yes. I've, I've known you in like pre and post Jaws. You knew me pre and post Jaws. I said five years ago, maybe a little bit longer ago than that. But uh, the, the first time I watched it was in that apartment, uh, that you, the first apartment oh, that yes. I lived in, yeah, in, yeah. in Los uh-huh, Angeles. So. Uh-huh. Um, and I regret it every day, having not seen Jaws earlier. Hey, there's a lot of movies and they're only making more. It's impossible to see all of them. Right, but you can see Jaws. <laughs> Well, you couldn't. <laughs> Another thing you could do or couldn't do if you want. I don't know what I'm saying. You Join our Discord, okay? Uh, you should get in there, especially on a day like today where uh, people are reacting to a Nintendo Direct. Um, a great place to hang out and talk about Nintendo. People there are friendly. They're enthusiastic. They want to uh, tell funny jokes about Nintendo and just like react to the news. So uh, you, you need to be invited. So hit us up on Twitter or send us an email. We'll be happy to let you in. Finally, at the end of this month, we are going to be ranking the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe tracks, the yeah, I mean, original you, 48. You say the end of the month, but we are starting this uh, like a week and a half from now. Yeah. So soon. Yes. So we cannot do it alone. We would love your input mm-hmm. on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, Deluxe tracks. Let us know, you know, a something in the background that you've noticed that really like elevates your opinion of one of these tracks, or a hard to access shortcut that you think elevates the track, or even just something that is so impeccably designed that it must that it warrants a shout out. Yeah, or tell us if there's like a toad in the corner of one of these tracks that really grinds your gears. You don't like the way you, that to- that toad's got attitude. Yeah, toad's got attitude. He doesn't belong there. You this is a fun game. You don't like this track. What are you because, doing, for that toad? Reason. Let us know. You. Um, send us an email, hit us up on Twitter with your pros and cons for different tracks in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe to help guide our discussion, our ranking of the original 48 tracks and get them in by August 19th at this point, truly mere days away. Yes. Should we be referring to the original 48 tracks as the contiguous 48? (laughs) I think it would be helpful. (laughs) Okay. All right. We are only ranking the contiguous 48 tracks. We need a, we need a way to, yeah, it's an, I think that's it. I, I don't, it's not, Right, but it's helpful. Like so much that we do. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's uh, let's stop this. Let's talk about the Splatoon 3 Direct that happened just yesterday. Mark, let me tell you that I had an alarm set for 6 a.m. Uh, just because that's I have I have a, a, a morning alarm set for 6 a.m. and I can usually decide: Do I want to wake up at six or do I want to wait till like 6:30? And then Sarah's got a seven o'clock alarm if I have bailed on both of those two alarms. But today, that six o'clock alarm got me out of bed because I was like, I need to watch this direct in real time. Oh, yeah. I bet you like threw off the covers, mm-hmm. was wearing your Splatoon yeah. t-shirt. It's, it's an oversized t-shirt. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, and a, a hat that's uh, you know very stylish, um, but very inky as uh, well. Yes. Um, and yeah, I stumbled into into the, the the living room here and turned on my TV, put on YouTube on my TV, and then watched this direct. I didn't get to watch it till later, but what I was struck with, it, what I was struck with was that the Xenoblade Chronicles three direct that we got just a like a month or so ago. It was ten minutes shorter, so it was about like a yep. third shorter, but it felt like. The Splatoon 3 Direct was packed every second with so much information. Well, okay, but hold on a second, though, because I think 
the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct was also packed with information, but a lot of that information just like, you know, eyes glazed over <laughs> and we stared at it like that we had marbles been. in our, in, in our skulls. Um, the, the, this felt very much to me like a fighting game um, uh, pre-release presentation, right? Where it was like, now you can cancel out of uh, Ryu's Hadouken so that you can, uh, you know... Uh, counter with a you know whatever like all of the there are so many things in here where i'm like whoa that's a big change it's not a big change right it's a very little change um before we get into the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. what are your overall impressions now of splatoon 3 mm-hmm. of the direct mm-hmm. like what are you thinking so a couple days ago we were talking about what does Splatoon 3 need to do to be different? Or what does it need to do to justify itself? Does it just need to be a bigger, better version of Splatoon? Or does it need to like reinvent itself or represent itself? as like, does, does there have to be like a big ticket change? Um, and I believe I was of the opinion that I wanted a, a big ticket change. Um, we're not getting that here, right? Like this... There are a, a lot of improvements here. There are a lot of features. There's a lot of cool stuff, but this feels like Splatoon 2 plus to me. Uh, and Splatoon 2 kind of felt like Splatoon plus to me. Um, so I'm not going to say I'm disappointed because I'm still very excited about this game. Um, but I don't know. I guess I'm if, if I see a screen grab from a Mario game, um, I'm going to know what Mario game it is immediately. Uh, without having to go into like detective mode. If I see a screen grab from a Splatoon game, I'm going to have to really work to tell which one it's from. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I, I do, totally. And because I felt the same way where it was like, oh yeah, like I've what we've seen in Splatoon 3 is cool, but coming into the direct, I was like, okay, what are you going to do that really makes this scream sequel? But I think it's a, like, coming out of this, I'm way more excited yes. about Splatoon 3 because... You know, um, Splatoon 2 was, for all intents and purposes, my first Splatoon game. So I didn't really have a lot of experience with the first game to compare it to. And I, what I want from Splatoon 3, really, is just an active Splatoon community. And Splatoon 2 really gave that to me. And so if everybody migrates over to Splatoon 3 and, you know, you can just have a ton of fun there. Like, I think that's all I want. um, Because I... I don't expect, you know, like Super Smash Brothers to reinvent itself every time or sure. like Mario yeah, Kart to reinvent true. itself that every time. But I, it's still, all that being said, as like much, as much as I am looking forward to Splatoon 3, it does just feel like, it feels like an incremental update. It feels like an... Uh, an incremental update? <laughs> Mark, you've been spending too much time in the Squid Research Lab. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I know, yes, I, I think we are on, on the same page about that where... Um, I am both excited for like the reason, the excuse, the drive to play Splatoon again, but I do feel like I'm playing Splatoon again, right? I guess it's like uh, iPhone upgrades like every year, right? Yes, yes. Where like back to back, they're mostly just like incremental, and some of the uh, some of the updates make huge differences and big right. quality of life leaps. But you get a new phone, and after like a day. You, it loses the excitement because you're just like, ah, yes, it's just a phone. It does, like, the same thing. Right. Um, and that's kind of how I feel without playing it about, like, Splatoon 3 is looking at the list of stuff here. 
um, it seems like there are a ton of quality of life improvements, some really fun new modes. Just watching the trailer for Salmon Run as they were talking about it, just like so stressed made out, me, made me anxious. Yeah, um, like a cold sweat. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm so excited to dive back in, but it definitely doesn't reinvent the wheel. Right, and again. Not again. This is the first time I'm uh, making this point. This is what Splatoon 3 is going to look like on day one, right? And neither Splatoon nor Splatoon 2 look the same on release day as they did two years later, right? So, and they they announced for this that they were going to be doing big time like paid DLC and a bunch of free updates in, in the future. So like this game is going to transform between when it comes out in September and like the end of 2023, maybe even into 2024. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And there's still there's a lot to be excited about here. So we should. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, we we I we're we're kind of starting with like the negative uh, like overall being like I'm excited, but I wish there was something else. Um. But I think when once we start digging into the specifics here, that you're just gonna hear a lot of happy reactions to things. Um. I mean that that that's my that's my feeling anyway. Is that like I liked what I saw. Yeah. Totally. Um, so this is, uh, you know, hosted in the sort of format of like the in-universe. We're studying the, the squid kids and here's what we found. We are the squid research lab. Um, this new game takes place in Splatsville, Splatsville, that's right, which is on the heart, in the heart of the Splatlands. Um, Mark, how did you feel about seeing this city? Ooh, I am so excited because it doesn't look huge, but it does look bigger Yes. Than uh, like the, what we in, than Inkopolis, uh, and not just bigger than Inkopolis, but it it feels like there's. I'm sure you're not going to be able to like go up into any of these buildings, but it feels like there's a verticality mm-hmm. to this, um, like an active verticality, not just like skyscrapers that like uh, disappear up into the the horizon, but like balconies and signs and like an active thriving marketplace. Like it just seems cool. I want to hang out in Splatsville. Yeah. Um, it's it's all very cool. I'm still uh, trying to wrap my head around like the mythology here, where like the Splatlands are like out in the wilderness, but there is this giant city there. Right. Right. Okay. I or think, at least that's how I understand it. I mean, no one knows. Um, uh, th- one of the things that they laid out really early here is that we're dealing with both ink- inklings and octolings, sort of uh, interchangeably. They were eventually made playable characters in Splatoon two, um, and I think at, at first, at least, you had to like do something within. Um, Octo the expansion. Octo expansion, yeah. yeah, and maybe that was always the case. Um, and this is just like, no, they're all in here fr- from the get go. Yep. Um, so really cool stuff. So then they dive into the mechanics of turf war, and they lay it out with an introduction. You know, like what turf war is. Yes. Which and this was where where they're they're talking about turf war. Where I was like, uh oh, <laughs> this is just Splatoon. Um, explaining it's four on four you're inking the the territory it's three minutes how much can you ink in that time and i was like i look i know all this (laughs) i don't need to be told what turf war is right but i understand that there are people for whom turf war and splatoon in general is a brand new concept exactly yeah they do talk about some of the new stuff like uh some new moves squid surge where it helps you dash up a wall faster and then squid roll which you can you jump out of the ink and like turn around immediately and when you're glowing it slightly repels enemy ink uh my read on it was that it's like doing a barrel roll in Star Fox. 
Oh, yes. That you're like deflecting the incoming uh-huh. ink. I like that you went into that uh, uh, like uh, ready to argue with me on it. <laughs> I was just you're considering like, oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was just considering it. Um, but you're 100% right. Um, yeah. So um, but both of those seem like uh, helpful, handy additions that'll make. I, I always felt like there was a, a moment um, when you go into like squid mode where you're not vulnerable necessarily, but like. There's just like the split second that it takes to like readjust to the mobility of like this new form. And I think these two things will go a long way towards kind of alleviating that. Yeah. And I like uh, the addition of an ability to like quickly do a 180 and turn direction. Yeah. Yep. 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 Then they dive into stages. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we saw five new stages, I think. You'll have to forgive us. Uh, well, we played a lot of Splatoon 2. I don't think we have that game memorized. There are stages and weapons and stuff that we uh, don't remember. Um, so forgive us. Here are the new stages. Scorch Gorge. Eeltail Alley. Mincemeat Metalworks. Undertow Spillway. And Hagglefish Market. Um, all of these looked cool. Yes. I uh, think all of the new stages they showed looked awesome yeah well and then they they go on to say also stages from the greater inca from uh greater incopolis also return and i believe these are returning stages from splatoon 2 yeah it's this is uh and again we i do not recall but no i these are all new we I think. beg your forgiveness <laughs> i think but these, these are all things new. we forget yeah so i i think these are new okay but i, I think mahi mahi resort is a returning one Oh, so maybe they're all returning? Maybe maybe you are I right. Just, I just don't know. It's where the framing device of the uh, Squid Research Lab kind of confuses me sometimes. Yes. It's like, are you qualifying this in universe? Right. Or are you qualifying this, like, in real life? Right. And, like, they definitely get... This, there are many places in this uh, presentation where the copy gets sloppy. Um, and it becomes unclear what they're trying to communicate. Um and this is one of those great uh, one of those great points. Stages from the Greater Inkopolis area also return. But I personally have never. They are new to me, anyways, sure. because the museum I have not seen. The Hammerhead Bridge I have not seen. Mahi Mahi Resort I don't remember playing. So, but I I don't know. That being said, there are a total of twelve stages when the game is released, including. These for sure returning ones, Mako Mart, Wahoo World, Ink Blot Art Academy, and Sturgeon Shipyard. Uh, and then that there will be uh, more stages post-launch for free, which I think we had all always expected. Um, Splatoon 3, like previous Splatoon games, is going to have a little bit of that live service sort of element where you keep coming back to it because they keep injecting new content into what's already there. Um, so that's that's all very exciting. Um I got to say, what, do you have a favorite from from the new stages that they showed us? I thought that the museum looked really cool. Uh, museum del Alfonsino. Del Alfonsino. Yeah. Um, I like the way the Hagglefish Market looked, um, just because it had... I mean, it's got little jellyfish dudes selling stuff, <laughs> uh, which I think is uh, amazing. But just the Scorch Gorge um, that it has in the background, that sort of like barren wasteland, the sort of... Um, Oh, what are those? What are the rocks? Uh, the um, you know the rocks I'm talking about, the one from Star Trek. Uh, oh yeah, Vasquez rocks. Yes, the Vasquez rocks. It's got that sort of like look to it. Um, very in the middle of nowhere, giant peaks of of stone. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 excited to spend time in all of these spaces. Yes. Uh, then we go on to weapons. Uh, all the weapons from the previous games return. Yeah, all the ba- all the basic like base weapons. Yes, all of them are coming back. And then they announced it 
two new weapon types, stringers, which are like bows, mm-hmm. and then splatanas, which is like a katana that's uh, inky. <laughs> uh-huh. So you can send blades of ink flying by swinging, and then if you charge up and then swing, it'll uh, be a charge slash. Which... To me, it doesn't seem that different from the ink roller. Like, it, it seems... I guess the difference being that it doesn't have the thing where it's just, like, laying the ink. But, right. like, used in combat seems pretty similar. So, maybe it's, like, faster. And also... Yeah, maybe it's faster. Yeah. Um, they. It's interesting that they, like, went into individual moves on the Splatana. But, like, we're just like, yeah, stringers. It's a bow. <laughs> what do you want? You get it. You know what a bow is. You played Zelda. <laughs> and then they also talk about special weapons, including some new types there. Yep, we see the Tactic Cooler, which uh, excellently named, just very well done. Um, it, it like throws down a little vending machine with four uh, energy drinks in it, and the energy drinks uh, provide a stat boost of some kind. There are four of them in there, so you c- you can share them with your team. Uh, so you can all go fast or ink more or have whatever the other boosts will be. I think they gave the example of speed, and then I gave I gave myself the challenge of name another one, <laughs> make one up, Patrick. <laughs> Then they showed the wave breaker, which the best way and easiest way, clearest way I can explain this. This is going to be so clear, you guys. You know the machine in uh, Man of Steel at the end? There's like those two machines that are like thumping against the world or something. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, like the world engine or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. this is like a little version of that. Oh, a little world engine. Yeah. Uh, it unleashes waves around an area. So like little, uh, when the Death Star explodes, these right. are off. These are no, all th- this just is terrible. perfect. This is yeah. perfect. It's like just a, it's a radial effect that yes. will, will, yeah. t- will tag your opponents. It'll deal some damage, uh, but they can just jump over it also. Um, it doesn't seem like it inks any of the area. No, but it does like m- show you where opponents are. If yeah. They, like, yeah. It's don't what I meant jump by over it. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we got the reef slider, which you build up power and charge into opponents. Uh, you're riding a shark in this. Yeah. It kind of looks like like a blow up like pool toy type thing. It does, and I hope that that's what it is because otherwise, uh, otherwise I can't deal with like the biology of <laughs> what's happening. If it's a real shark, it's too weird to me. Also, you know, returning special weapons, you know them, you love them, they're coming back. Yeah, the ink storm, the ink. Uh, why do I do this? Why why do I why do I make myself list things when I only have one example queued up? And like, oh, I'll think of a second one by the time I get there. I didn't do it, Mark. Special weapons are returning. Uh, Mark, let's move to shops. Uh, as before, it seems like uh, Nintendo is very interested in staffing the shops with colorful characters that are going to be fun to hang out with every time you go to buy shoes or a hat or something. Yes. Uh, returning is Sheldon, who is the proprietor of Ammo Knights, which uh, is like your the, clothing. It's the armory. Oh, it's the armory. Yeah. Um, and you, they, they make a special point to call out that you're using um, Sheldon licenses, not currency, to get access to the new weapons. I don't know why they're making this distinction um, or how you earn licenses. Well, you earn licenses by leveling up your mm. character and by using... Specific your, weapons? You, just using your weapons. So as okay. you use weapons... Um, you will earn more Sheldon licenses. But this is new, right? Previously, you just used you the just in-game paid. currency. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so the one thing that they say is that if you exchange more licenses than normal, he will give you weapons earlier. So uh, it seems like licenses are kind of tied to your level, like your character's level, 
maybe, but then also it just seems like you can pay more licenses to to get a weapon earlier. But can you equip a weapon before you're leveled up enough to use it? Seemingly. Um, this is all very strange. I think we need more information about it. I do like the if you exchange more than normal, something different happens. There's a there's a Rusty's real deal baseballness uh, happening here, where like you're haggling with a virtual character. <laughs> um, and I know it's not with real currency, but like there's there's something very appealing about that to me. Uh, up next is not couture, where you. I can... gotta say, we gotta stop there. The pun's too good. It's so good. Not couture. Come on. Uh, they sell headgear. Yeah, great. Um. And uh, they, you're being sold by uh, Gnarly Eddie, who's like a uh, some sort of Nautilus creature, um, and Nails the Snail. Uh, and Nails the Snail is so small that the, the presentation had to like zoom in on like a corner of the yeah, screen. Yeah, like it's like a, a YouTube thumbnail. Yes, that's right. Um, very funny. I laughed out loud when we watched it this evening, uh, right before the show. And I laughed out loud when I was watching this at 6 a.m. this morning. Um, Nails the tiny snail. Uh, is That's a perfect joke. Yeah, like, it's no amazing. Like, no notes whatsoever. Uh, then it's Mano Wardrobe, which sells tops, shirts, and jackets. I mean, another A-plus joke. They're, they're doing great work here. Jella Fleur is uh, the proprietor of the store. He seems like a hoity-toity jellyfish. Yeah, uh, they call out that his language may be a little... A little archaic. A little archaic. Yeah, um, very funny. And then finally, we get to Crush Station, where you, which honestly, I didn't get that pun until I said it just now. <laughs> Crush Station, uh, which is the shoe store, uh, which is manned by Mr. Coco, some sort of giant lobster man. <laughs> yeah. He's ripped. He's ripped. I think they took the model from uh, D- Drago from uh, Ring Fit Adventure and just put a, a lobster's face on it. Yeah, yep. And took the wings away. <laughs> Um, these are great. Uh, I, I, I love the, the aesthetics of all these characters. Um, I'm very excited to, uh, buy clothes from them. Yeah. And it's fun to have like a couple of, ret- like one returning character, mm-hmm. some like new characters breaking up the stores a little differently. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I, I like all of that. Uh, just like before the gear of course is aesthetic, but you can also, they come with special bonuses um, and you like can... a speed boost <laughs> or uh... <laughs> uh, you can also just like before swap out abilities um, merch is still your guy but just like a Groot situation merch has like yeah. grown up from Splatoon 2 where he was an itty bitty little guy yeah and now he's he looks like a cool teenager he's One definitely would, like, a cool teenager now, hang yes. outside of a library mm-hmm. and um, just look a little dangerous right and then every now and then he goes to the mall and gets a Gets a, a, a an orange Julius uh-huh. and hangs out at Suncoast Video, like that's that's his whole vibe. Yep, absolutely. Um, you can also register outfits as like a you know where you, you specific pieces of gear register them as a fit, um, and then uh, access that fit anytime you want. Um, I don't know if this was a feature of, of previous platoons, but I like these sort of. It reminds me of the Animal Crossing wand. Uh, where you could just set outfits uh, to it and then bring up the outfit uh, kind of on demand without having to pick out the individual pieces every time. Uh, all right, then then we spend a little time learning about the lobby. And, you know, initially you're like, okay, how much could there possibly be to go into with the lobby? There's a lot. There's a lot. So it, the, the same, the sort of normal stuff here is you can access Turf War, you can access Anarchy Battles, which is what they're... Uh, calling the 
uh, the ranked battles from Splatoon 2. They're calling them the Anarchy Battles here. So Splat Zones, Tower Control, Rainmaker, and Clam Blitz all make a return from Splatoon 2. Um, before we move on past that, uh, are you excited about these modes returning, or did you do them much? I didn't do them much. I usually just did regular tur- Turf War. Yeah, I always me too. got my butt kicked. Yeah, when I went into ranked battles. Well, because they're they're very specific. Um, Splat zones uh, is the most like sort of normal, where it's just like a king of the hill kind of situation, where you want to like guard a specific piece of land. Um, but tower control is so hard. Like I, I can't wrap my head around tower control. And I don't think I ever played clam blitz. Uh. That's the one. Yeah, I, I, I think You're I like throwing before, a ball at a target or something. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not clear to me. Um, there's also Anarchy Battle Open, which is for playing any of those uh, Anarchy Battles with friends. And of course, you can set up uh, private battles in this as well. Which one of the big uh, mysteries to me in Splatoon 2 that took a while for me to wrap my head around is how do I play with friends? It I felt like it was not very intuitive in yes. Splatoon 2. And that does seem like something that they are really trying to improve with Splatoon 3. Um, and so setting up private battles looked like it was easier. There was a toggle for voice chat, which I wonder... Yes, they don't, very interesting. They don't bring it up anywhere else, and so it makes me wonder if it's just like still through the Nintendo Switch Online phone app. But, but, they, talk about but the, the, they talk about the app, and they don't mention... And here, you can voice chat with the people you're playing yeah, with. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, but it looked like there were like a bunch of options in there, yeah. and it just seemed like it was maybe easier than previously to set up like a, a private battle. Yeah, I I hope so. And if if nothing else, as we're about to detail, there are, seem like there are a bunch of different ways once you are in a lobby, once you're in the the test range, to team up with your friends, right? Um, so that's the next part of this is that uh, team uh, test range, um, which was sort of a, a thing that you could engage with. Um, not in the lobby, just like from Inkopolis uh, in the first two games, uh, returns here as something that you can do while you're waiting for your matches to start. This is so good. It's huge. Because before when you were waiting for matches, you know, you just got the screen that showed people sliding in or sliding out as you were changing, you right. know, like servers and, and a countdown restarting every, yeah. uh, every minute. So making it like an experience that you can continue to do stuff while all that is happening in the background huge quality of life improvement yeah uh that's that's perfect you're trying out weapons um and you're just basically doing this while uh waiting for your your battle to to queue up um there are also ghosts that appear in, in 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 the test range which are like the ghosts of your friends from your friend list so uh, friend us on Switch. Our, our our friend codes are in the description of every episode. Um, but then you can see what we're up to while you're hanging out in that test range uh, in, in the lobby. And this is where what the presenter was saying I found a little bit confusing. But it seems like within this like test range, seeing these ghosts is it makes it easier for you to uh play with friends right so they say that you can drop in on your friends battle and play alongside them or join a team join their team and fight alongside like it seemed like they said two different things that were the same thing yeah but i think what we think anyways Uh is that the first one is you can see a ghost i see that you are playing and i can like drop in and play with you from there right Another option is that I am in a lobby waiting that has an empty slot and I can invite you because you're in the game to join like my lobby 
Yes. And then the third is that from this area, I could just start a private battle. Like, I could start a private room. Right. So we think we think that's what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll find out later if that's actually what we think it is. Um, but, you know, this is really just underlining the fact that they are trying to make it easier, by complicating it, to play this game with your friends. But, like, that's going to do it, right? Like, having a million different ways to join your friends in battle uh, is going to make it more likely that you do it. Also from here, you can access battle replays. So you can see previous uh, turf wars, and you can, like, fast forward through them. You can view it from different uh, perspectives, like different players. You don't have to just follow yourself the whole time. You can fast forward. You can rewind. You can share. Yeah, it's it's all the kind of normal stuff that no one's going to (laughs) do. And then... Uh, the locker room is another new feature where you customize your own locker mm-hmm. and, you know, you put weapons in there. You can put accessories like stickers on the front. So you, you have your locker, but then you also see the lockers of people you recently played with. This and is so, very cool. This yeah, is so cool. Yes. Um, and what a fun little way to just like, uh, you have a canvas to deck out with your items, with, uh, pieces of clothing, with art, um, it just it's photos that you can generate in the photo mode. Um, it seems like there's going to be a ton of opportunities to personalize these things and just sort of show them off. Uh, like the the locker is and, and that what a, like thematically what a perfect thing, right? Um, that it somehow accesses both like the street art culture and the like the fact that they're kids. Um, it's just so it's thematically uh, a perfect realization of of this series. It's so good and like one of the. One of the really fun things about like Splatoon 2, which carries over to Splatoon 3, is you know, people could make drawings and then you could walk around Inkopolis and you, you know, you would see them on the wall or you could just see people's like thought bubbles, like their character. Um, I love that this is just taking that to like another level. Yes. Because that was always such like when you saw a funny or clever or like well executed piece of art, it was always just like really uh it's fun. really it's, it made it's the world gratifying feel alive. Yes, yeah yeah and I, I like this is another part of it plus it introduces a whole nother store called hotlantis which is um, again this is perfect right like it's it's obviously like playing on like hot topic and sort of hotlanta but it's instead of atlanta it's atlantis like this is good yeah this is good wordplay well localized very good uh the it is run by an artist named Harmony, who used to frequent the store a lot. And she doesn't own the store. No, no, no. The owner is kind of like missing in action. Right. So she's there to help you. Um, but yeah, that's where you can get like art and different things to decorate your locker with. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, they showed off other little uh, points of customization, including your splash tag that appears at the start of the battle. This is a sort of fighting game standard, right? Like you get a background, you get an icon, and you get a, a title that is, uh, oh, this is also kind of Nintendo standard at this point, uh, put together from like a two-word phrase where like you earn different words as as, as you're playing. Um, you know, like my... Uh, uh, that you can do it in Animal Crossing and uh, basically any other um, Nintendo game that you can take online, just earning these new titles. Yeah, and I think this is such a small but like uh, effective change. Yes, um, giving you just a little bit more ownership over your character. Same with you can change the emote your character performs when you win. There's mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of new emotes, and you'll be able to obtain new banners, badges, titles, and emotes via the in-game catalog, which you can pick up at Hotlantis. Um, do you think 
is it just the emotes when you win? You you can't change the emotes when you lose. Seemingly, or that the only ones that they said were the uh, the winning ones. Um, I'd like to see both. I'd like <laughs> to be able to change how my character pouts <laughs> at the end of the, of the battle that they lose. Um, then uh, then we sort of like transition out of this into like a here's another thing. Oh, that's sorry. One game. more thing about the catalog. Yes, please. So they. The catalog, there'll be a new one every three months for two years. So very similar, you know, like they've talked about updates for levels and all of that through two years. Same sort of thing with a new catalog. And it seems like maybe the items are limited time. So I don't know if like you don't get them all when it's in that current catalog. Oh, then you'll be able to get them yeah. again. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. Kind of like a Nintendo Switch Sports type of thing, almost. Yes, Nintendo Switch Sports is another example of a game that uh, had the, the 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 titles that you could put together. Um, let's see, two years of support starting the end of 2022, so that goes through the end of 2024, which puts us on schedule for a new Switch in <laughs> 2025. <laughs> uh, let's talk table turf battle. You know, before the direct on when we were talking on Tuesday. We said it would be great if there's a new game mode. Here it is. Not what I expected at nope, all. No. Nope. Which uh, always fun. Um. So it's it's like a card game, right? It's a little bit of a card game, a little bit of a tabletop game where you are playing the cards that then like ink spaces uh, in certain shapes or directions, uh, and it's just like playing these cards back and forth until you have inked more area than the other player. Yeah. It seems like there's a limited number of moves mm-hmm. per game. And yeah, it's like turf war, but in card form. Uh, which, why isn't this a physical product that they're selling? Maybe it will be someday. Maybe it will be someday. Um, the original Splatoon had a series of uh, like 8-bit arcade games that you could play uh, like at the arcade in Splatoon. They didn't return for Splatoon 2. Um, and I always... Weren't there some... I don't know if they're the same ones as Splatoon, but there were some like arcade games you could play. That I you could play? Splatoon 2, yeah. I don't remember this. Um, I always, I always wanted them to return, but maybe I played less of Splatoon 2 than I, I thought I did because I'd played so much Splatoon 1. This seems to be taking the place of that, right? Where it's like another game that you can play within Splatoon. Not really clear, um, like what the progress through this game will be, if it like ties into anything yeah. else. Yeah, they don't really explain. So they say that there's over 150 cards to collect in the yeah. game, but they don't really explain how you get them. Other than in the beginning, you get a starter pack. It also is unclear from the direct. Maybe they've released more information afterwards. From the direct, like, if you can play... Against other, humans. Against humans. Yeah. Because in the direct, they call out being able to uh, battle Splatsville locals. And they show Sheldon sitting across from you, like the little nerd that he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know that, uh, you know that Sheldon is bringing, like, a bazooka to that, <laughs> that game of uh, table turf battle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so... More to discover with Table Turf Battle, but I don't know how much time I'll personally spend in it, but I like Probably that it none. Exists. I'll yeah. probably spend almost no time in it. I mean, if it's anything like, look, I'm sure some of them are good. I never want to play a card game in another video game. No. Do you know what I mean? Like Final Fantasy VIII has one of those. Final Fantasy IX has like a really crummy one. <laughs> uh, and I don't, I, I never want to do it. I never want to do it. I did play a fair amount of Triple Triad. Which was that uh, eight? Uh, the one from eight or from nine? I can't remember. Nine is the one where it's like it's got little arrows on the the cards and they like have directional attacks. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it's eight. I think Triple Triad is eight. But uh, who 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 can say when we're not looking it up? Um, 
And also at this point, we're moving on to uh, Salmon Run, uh, the next wave. Mark, you're a big fan of Salmon Run. I love Salmon Run. Um, really looking forward to this. Not in the direct, but afterwards on the website, we found out that there is no time restrictions for Salmon Run anymore. Uh, you can play it anytime, anywhere. Thank goodness. Uh, cause it's really weird to sign into a game and be like, oh, I want to do this. And it's like, you, that mode's not available right now. What? <laughs> so, uh, previously they had showed off like some new stages and stuff like that, but here they showed off new boss salmonoid, salmonids, uh, Slammin' Lid which it kind of looks like a pie tin yep. that creates this um, force field to protect the salmonoids and then uh, slams down on the ground if you get too close. And then big shot. But that's also what you have to do. You have to tempt it down. You have to make it slam on you so you can jump on the lid and then shoot the thing in the middle. Yes. And then big shot, which uh, like shoots a projectile that bounces around the uh, map. Right. And this is not, not to be confused with the Billy Joel song, Big Shot. That's right. It's different. This is a different thing. But probably inspired by. I, it's got to be. Um, then we see a king salmonid. Uh, and we, so we see one of these things, and it's named Kohozuna. Ko, Kohozuna. Good enough for me. Um, if that's a play on words of some kind, I'm, 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 I'm missing it. Um, strange that they name this thing. Does it mean that we are going to encounter, encounter multiple king salmonids? I, I think that is the intention that mm. they're like, it's not the king salmonid. King salmonid is a new, like, Type new species exactly. of, of, uh, of, of monster. Uh-huh. Uh, very cool. Uh, it, go ahead. Also, like kind of like the... the you, Throughout Salmon Run, you're trying to collect these golden eggs, yes. right? And when a King Salmonid appears, which is only occasionally, mm -hmm. because it looks like it happens when a battle is over, when you've like completed the task, then a King Salmonid could like appear as a last challenge. Right. So the tank that's on your back, instead of shooting ink, now shoots the salmon eggs out at the king salmonid and uh, does massive damage. Right. Uh, so it's unclear to me, uh, does it replace your ink or do you have now access to both somehow? It, uh, the presentation says that your tank becomes an oh, egg cannon. okay. All right, yeah. all right. Um, so I think it's all about just like driving, doing as much damage you, as you can in the limited amount of time to drive it back into the ocean. Right. Uh, and this is cool. Uh, putting a kaiju battle at the end of a, a salmon run like that. I don't know. That's perfect. But the thing they, all of that is cool. And I'm very excited to get back into salmon run. It's honestly my favorite mode in Splatoon 2. I like it more than Turf Wars. Um, I, at the end, they tease this thing called Big Run. And I, well, the, the, the pitch of the voice of the presenter <laughs> goes up a, a, just like an octave. Um, they only really dwell on this for like 12 seconds and then they move on. And I think you and I just wanted more information. Oh my gosh. When this was happening, the vo the reason, like the volume of the presenter increased. And that was what I needed because I was screaming. I was tearing my hair out. That's right. I was so excited. For big run, this you is... you are gonna sweep up that hair, right? Oh my! <laughs> Before you leave, <laughs> uh, I cannot wait. Salmonids invade the city. Salmonids invade the city. And, Salmonids in the city. And, and to happens, Boston, New York. It only happens once every few months. Uh, which means that there's like a splatfest like thing within Salmon Run. I can't what wait. What are we doing? I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's a. Uh, it, it's very exciting. Um, moving on. To the single player mode. You play as Agent 3. Mm -hmm. You are battling the Octarian army that is covered in hair for some reason. 
small fry accompanies you, mm -hmm. and they're touting it as the epic finale of the saga. Uh, which is interesting. Are we at the end of the Splatoon series? Uh, I don't know. Well, this like I, this this feels like a Metroid Dread thing to me, where it's like mm. you know we're putting to bed this story that we've been telling. Like this is the third part of this story, right. and then whatever comes next, we'll just be like starting a new, a new story. Thing. Uh huh. Uh, so that's all just very interesting, right? Like and uh, uh, endings of things are. Uh, there's a little bit of extra weight on them. There's more like kind of callback stuff you can do. I believe we saw the idols from the first game uh, just briefly in this trailer. Um, so like, you know, what what else are we gonna see? How how can they surprise us with the the characters that we have seen already? With characters we haven't seen already? What what is the end of the Splatoon saga? And I never played Octo Expansion. Which no, had, you didn't. Which had like a, you have it for because, free. Because it was so... That's right, I do. Because it uh, has a reputation of being so difficult. I'm hoping that this one is not as difficult. You know, and so uh, more people are able to... Meaning me, are able to experience more it. More marks are able to do it. <laughs> are able to experience it. But um, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and like brush up on my lore from the first two games. I mean, I guess... Like, what is the state of the world? Yes, what indeed. Uh, and I, I got to say, watching this trailer in general made me want to play Splatoon. I'm definitely going to turn Splatoon 2 on uh, between now and when this game, game comes out. Uh, moving on from single-player mode. There's a mailbox for illustrations. You can do vertical uh, uh, illustrations now. Um, food and drinks are available at the concession stand. They also have um, like boosts that you can bring into battle, like a speed boost. Or then there's the shoal uh, where you can uh, play games with nearby friends. So that's like the uh, like local multiplayer. Yeah. Again, I it is a little lost on me why all of these are separate things. Like, yes. Why is there a separate place that i go to if i want to play locally instead of online well it's, now it, that i'm saying it out loud i guess maybe it makes sense it, it just seems like overly complicated it sort of makes sense but it's also one of those things where it's like this could be a, an option on a menu but yeah. you're making me like run across the city i don't know there, there's also something about that that's fun but um there's the photo mode which we mentioned uh earlier um which can also do uh vertical photos you can post them on social media yeah and i've got to say like the vertical photo thing it, um Splatoon continues to be the, like, just by uttering this word, it shows how old I am. Like, the hippest, mm. like, coolest franchise and so specifically geared towards kind of like a teen audience, I feel like. Because, yeah, it makes total sense that they would allow you to share photos in vertical mode now. Yeah, like, totally. So you can upload them directly to TikTok or directly to Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, that stories format is such a huge deal now that I like, I think it is cool that they're including it here. Yeah, both in the photo mode and in the art mode that, like, both of them uh, have that vertical feature. And as I mentioned before, you can hang the photos in your locker, which is, again, just another way to personalize, you know, here's a snapshot of my individual experience now in the locker that other people are going to see. Very cool. They have something called Recon Mode, which is so clutch. I'm very excited for this. It allows you to explore. You go in, you pick a stage, and you can explore the stage um, without, you know, the pressure of battles, which is so, which is something that, like, I had never, I didn't know I wanted, but now that it exists, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I need. Right. Because I, I want to see, can I make this jump? Is this a shortcut? What is this? I you always know? suck the first time, you know, that you, like, 
go into a level you've never played before. And exactly, that's such a good point. Like being able to really explore it without the pressure of like having to yep. ink anything, you know, or like dying all the time. Like really being able to understand the stage in a low pressure environment. I am. I think this is a great addition. Uh, then we check in on Splatnet 3, which of course will be an app within the Nintendo Switch uh, mobile app. Uh, uh, the same sort of functionality as before. You can check your latest stats. You can order exclusive gear. You can do Krusty Sean's Wonder Crust. Uh, this one? You can support him with points. Mark, what is this? Okay, th- this, I, I don't know. but just Mark, ba- you explain it to yeah, me. Yeah, just based on the, the what we saw in the direct, it looks like you, know, you are watching... Uh, Krusty Sean, who I believe ran the food truck in Splatoon, in Incomplete right. he, Splatoon he's, 2. He's like a, a tempura shrimp. Yeah. So again, I love perfect. I, I, I love this so much. Uh-huh. And it looks like he's going like on vacation or he's like wandering around the world. And so you can see his adventures, but just like a GoFundMe or like a Kickstarter or something, you can support his adventures by giving him points. What are points? Him, or just giving him like the in-game how do you, currency. How do we get these points? The, just the I don't think it's the in-game currency. It is. It, it is. is. It is. Pre- it is. Ninety-nine percent confident. It's not licenses. That it is the in-game currency. <laughs> okay. That I now what that does, I have no idea. But I think that that is uh, delightful. I, I love that that exists. Are there too many things happening in this game? <laughs> there you can is a support Krusty Sean from the in <laughs> from the out-of-game app on your phone. Or you can play a card game against locals. I, I love I love these kind of like glancing references to real world like social media. Yeah, it's very you know, funny. Like um, I, I I like that a lot. Uh, you can also get special wallpapers for your phone um, in uh, Splatnet three. But like you said, no mention of voice chat. No mention of voice chat because maybe it's included in the game. Um, also, kind of no mention of the kinds of features that I actually want in a companion app. I can't just like look at it and see what my friends are doing in uh, Splatoon. That would be super helpful. Um, the Nintendo Switch Online app now does let you know which of your friends are online and what game they're playing. But like, it would be nice to know if like you're playing uh, Salmon Run just by looking at my phone. Oh, yeah, you totally. Know what I mean? um, that would be very cool. Next, let's talk Amiibo. So... You can scan Splatoon Amiibo and save your favorite gear combos. Or you can get special gear by scanning them. And, or you can snap photo with Amiibo. Which, that's all. those are all returning features. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the big news is that they are, in fact, releasing new Amiibo for Splatoon 3. Which I previously stated I will buy. I have to now. It's on record. I can't not buy these. Uh, the... the diverting a little bit in that they are not gendering the characters here. We're getting an Octoling, a Squidling, and Small Fry. Small Fry is a very funny-looking amiibo. It looks kind of looks like they just took the squid amiibo from uh, the, the previous set and removed the squid part <laughs> and just put Small Fry in there. Yeah, yep. It does look like that. But no, I noticed that too. The, like uh, They're removing gendering, and I feel like the the aesthetics of the game support that this time as well totally. everything's a little more um it, yeah, just not as gendered actually that's a great point because they didn't spend too much time on like the character creator or anything like that i wonder if gender is even part of this game yeah i don't know that we know but it, it they definitely don't dwell on it yeah right but i i, I seem to remember that being a uh like a part of the presentation of these things in the past of like you'll be able to pick between an inkling boy and inkling girl and now it's like here's an octoling here's a squidling so that it's a blue octoling amiibo a yellow squidling amiibo is that what they're called i wrote down squidling but is that right inkling inkling yeah and then uh the the small fry like you mentioned squidling is pretty good frankly (laughs) 
I, 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 I don't have any way to improve on that, except for the correct answer. Uh, what I really like, okay, so there's updates. They talk about, again, the catalog every three months, new weapons around the same time. Uh, they're adding a couple of new like battle modes, like X-Battle, which is, will be available after getting an extremely high rank in Anarchy Battles and League Battle. Those will all be coming later. Plus, uh, paid DLC is coming sometime in the future. Which I believe they identified as large paid DLC. Yes. So expect another Octo expansion, another $20 to $30 uh, like DLC pack. They're not talking about selling like individual dollars worth of, you know, whatever. But this um this Splatoon 3 Direct reminded me a lot of Lord of the Rings Return of the King, where it had so many like false endings <laughs> where the presenter was like, sure, we're yeah. done. We're done. This is it. And then like something else would happen. Right. And then Sam's jumping up and down <laughs> on the bed. Right. And but but we are getting towards the end. And I was getting I don't know why I should have. I should have had faith. Trust the process. Me, but I was getting a little nervous that we weren't getting new pop idols. You know, when I saw Return of the King uh, at midnight, the day it came out, uh, you know, it's a very long movie and with all these like false endings. Um, and then my buddy Scott, af- after the movie, when someone was like, I thought that was uh, I thought that was too long. I thought it ended too many times. My buddy Scott said, you know, after the movie ended, if they had played the whole thing again, I would have been happy. <laughs> This was four o'clock in the morning. He wanted attitude. to watch it again. It was a great attitude. Yeah. Um, we got the idols. Yes. Yep. Deep Cut is the uh, name of the group. Mm-hmm. It includes Fry, Shiver, uh-huh. and Big Man. We got three this time. We got three this time. And that's going to be a theme that's a thing. This is Splatoon 3. You know, in Splatoon 2, the idols there, um, Pearl and Marina, mm-hmm. there was such a icons large distinction yeah. between pearl the goblin girl and marina right right love of my life <laughs> uh, yes but fry and shiver they both have a goblin thing going like this game is leaning <laughs> this l- game is leaning hard into like the goblin the goblin look sure i mean i i think there is a little bit more of a um there's maybe less glamour to this game in general and a little bit more anarchy right which maybe speaks to the the reason why they're calling the the ranked modes anarchy mode like i think this game has a little bit more uh of a a, of a harder edge which is an insane thing to say about a splatoon game but i I just i just think it's not as cute i think Um, so too it is more like tuned into the splatoon aesthetic uh without having to be cute Uh, and then we got the big man Who's like a manta ray. Whose job is to like hold the TV. His job is he holds the TV. And he just says, I. He says, I, but then I is uh, translated yeah. uh, every single time. And he's like, he'll say, he says, I once. And it's like a 13 word sentence. I love it so much. It's genius. Uh-huh. Um, the, these are, they're, they're great. These guys are great. Deep Cut is wonderful. They're the host of the Anarchy Splatcast, which is the news program in the world of Splatoon 3. And gotta say, the fact that they're calling it an anarchy splatcast makes me think that it is like a podcast or a YouTube show, whereas clearly the previous idols were like on TV or whatever. Yes, yeah. Again, we're dealing with this is a younger franchise uh-huh. and uh, younger people, um, and a little bit more dangerous, right? Like there's there's something about this that isn't nearly as like stable or corporate as uh, the idols from Splatoon Two or Splatoon One. Oh, absolutely. No, this is yeah. They're definitely broadcasting like Radio Free Splatsville. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Um, one nice like another quality of life addition is that in previous Splatoon games, you you know there was the update mm-hmm. that you had to watch every time you booted up the game. Um, this time, not the 
and when you got uh, when you finished with a uh, a oh that's right turf the maps war, changed and the maps changed yeah you had to like watch a new like episode of the Splatoon show but not the case in Splatoon three you can check the news while doing other stuff because all of the Squid Kids got a uh, cucumber phone that's sea right, cucumber sea phones cucumber phones <laughs> which yeah sure why not give uh, them phones Patrick this next part I legitimately lost my mind yeah this I is this is good news this is good news handle it so splatfests are back i mean that's good news that's not where i lost my mind right normal but good normal but good folks there are three teams to choose from three in splat teams i we are no longer restricted to a binary this is just all in line with splatoon 3 rejecting gender entirely yeah i was uh, pacing around the house yep. I, could, I i could not handle this Splatfests now have two halves. One is the normal four-on-four four turf battle, war battles, where, you know, you're choosing a team, of which there are three to choose from now. Love it. Uh, so, normal turf war battles. But then, there is a tri-color turf war. Three-way, three-way turf war. Yeah. I, this was one one of those moments where I was like, how do you, what are they going to do for Splatfests? Yeah. How are they going to make How are you going to impress? I've already seen Splatfest. Uh-huh. What are you yeah. going to do? It was right in front of our faces, and yet I could not see it. Mm-hmm. Three-way sp- turf wars. So the the thing that I find incredibly cool about the three-way uh, turf war is the way that they structure it. The team that is in first place going into the second half becomes the team in the middle. Four players from that team land in the middle of the map, and then two players from either uh, of the second and third place team appear on either end of the map and just close in on the first place team in the middle. And what, uh, so it's called tricolor turf war. And what I think is so smart about this is it rebalances like how Splatfests work, right? Because like before, sometimes they would just be blowouts. Because like one team, you know, would have the most participants or something like that. But this kind of gives an opportunity to like, yes, that part exists, but then stop it's an opportunity for the other two teams to like kind of come back right well and i i, I wonder because the uh the way it was broken out before was like who which team had the had the most players on it which team won the most in rank battles and which in non-ranked or, or something like that yeah but now that there are these different phases i wonder if like the phases are ranked individually and weighted differently uh there are so many more opportunities for this to really like mean something different and maybe feel a little bit more dynamic to your actual experience playing them. Also, I got to say, uh, just having the two different experiences within a single Splatfest, wonderful. Great. Yeah. Um, but then that you can play multiple Splatfests and it, it will take a while before you are on the first place team and then you get the experience of being in the middle versus being on the outside, right? Like, it just feels like there are so many different ways to experience this uh, that it may take you months. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. Um, One thing, it wouldn't be a spl- the Splatoon 3 Direct if there wasn't something I didn't understand. And they talk about using the ultra signal to control the battle. I'm sure someday I'll understand what that means, but that day is not today. Yeah. I mean, let's just let's just drill down a, a second on the the individual words there. Ultra signal 
Ultra is a prefix that Nintendo has applied to some of their earlier uh, hardware, right? There's the Ultra Hand, which is like the Extendo Hand in the Ultra Machine, which is the baseball pitching uh, thing from like the 70s. Um, and also the uh, Nintendo 64 was at one point known as the Nintendo Ultra 64. So is this just Nintendo tacking an adjective they like onto Signal or is it something else? Yeah. Is it hardware of some kind? Oof. It's probably not hardware of some kind. But we, well, it's definitely an in-game item. Yes. Because you seem like throwing it around. Okay. But what it does, what it means, how it affects battle. Controls the battle. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly, clearly. But we won't have to wait too long to find out. Yes. Because the final fake-out announcement that we're going to talk about, because they talked about a tournament afterwards that we're not going to do, is uh, the Splatfest world premiere happening August 27th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Just one day. You have 12 hours. Yes. And the theme is rock versus paper versus scissors. Rock is shiver, paper is fry, and scissors is big man. Uh, this is wonderful. Um, what what a what a pointless uh, triad. Like, <laughs> does anyone actually care for one of these moves over the other? I don't know how you could if you play rock paper. Do you have a preference for one? Uh, no, I mean I think uh, the 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 fact that they're tying it to specific idols is you know like probably yeah, that, what will sway people more than anything else right that you're trying to align yourself with one of them uh-huh um do you have an early favorite among the idols i i think i'm a big man man i mean i think i'm a big man man too uh he's a big manta ray who just says i but time will tell i yes, i, I feel like tell. uh my my allegiance could go anywhere uh they also then after this announced like a, a splatoon invitational for some time in uh september um, but again, we don't care about that. Uh, this is very exciting. Mark, do you have any other uh, reflections about the Splatoon 3 Direct? <gasps> I'm going to be out of town when the Splatfest world premiere is happening. Uh, I'm going to have to figure out how to swing that. You are. Uh, man, if only there's some way to bring your Switch with you. <laughs> if only it was a some sort of portable system. <laughs> that also like hooked up to your TV. Uh, this is very exciting. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm psyched for this. Like, Me too. Um, it's, this got me hyped for Splatoon 3. Yes. Uh, do you think you'll dip into Splatoon 2 at all in, in the meantime? Well, you know, I'm wrapping up uh, Live Alive, and so I don't really have like what another game to play? queued up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. until Splatoon 3. So maybe? I think we should do it. All right, Mark, let's close this out. Would love to hear what everyone else thinks of this uh, Splatoon 3 Direct and Splatoon 3 in general. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a Switch owner. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo. Sorry, so that was an invitation. If you'd like to write into us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or join the Discord. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter. We appreciate it when you do that. If you would like to follow us, you can on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8BitBetty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com. Or by listening right now. For my co-host, the big man, A. This is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.